God has been challenging me a lot in this season. Not just in my simple obedience, but also in my obedience to speak, right? And and then also challenging me uh, again at another level on the things that I say specifically. And something like that was really crazy this week with the Holy Spirit will always prompt me in something when I'm in worship, which is very interesting. And when I mean prompt, like it will be like a verse or a chapter in the Bible. And sometimes I'm like, I don't understand what this is about. And then sometimes it's just like fully clear what he's talking about. But it always, every single time that the Holy Spirit is showing me something, when it comes to being in my word, when it comes to like showing me scripture, it's always, it, it always rings true, but it always convicts my heart. <laughs> Every single time it convicts my heart. But I, when I was about, I think like 19, I think I was 19, I remember that I was just like, I wasn't angry at that point, but I was still processing past seasons and just a lot of hardship and, and the orphan spirit that I had in my life. And so the way that I spoke to people was very harsh. And to me, it just felt like truth. And to me, I was like, well, everybody should just speak their truth, right? And and I I totally understand that. But then I was, the Holy Spirit convicted me in this place. I'm like, but the word calls you to speak the truth in love. And so that was like a level of conviction for me where then from then on, the Holy Spirit would literally convict me if I said something super harsh. Like instantly my heart would be like, no. And and after like going through that season, like there are things that I don't say anymore that I just, I allow to just rest and be. And I just don't, I just don't do it. But I felt like the Holy Spirit was taking me into a deeper level of conviction in this place. And in your word, right, you read about people going, from glory to glory and I believe that when it's talking about going from glory to glory it's also talking about how the deeper you get in your relationship with God the more bearing you have to actually do and so on Sunday when I was worshiping God just brought up James 3 and I was like I haven't read I haven't like studied the book of James in a minute I did it with my Bible study last year but I kind of like deep dove into it really. And I remember in James 3, it talks about the tongue. And so I went back and read it and it was just like so convicting of what we say and, and how we say it and, and the authority that we have when we speak and how the tongue is honestly the guide of our hearts. That if your tongue is misaligned, then what is happening inside of you? And that convicted me because I was like, I haven't said anything crazy, really, but I get where the Holy Spirit is coming from. Because I I realized this too. I was having this conversation this past week about the election season that's coming. And for me personally, some people are like, yeah, we're going to get a new president and the election season, we're going to have discussion. But for me, what I see is this very polarizing divide that happens. This very polarizing, um, almost, if you don't align with me, we cannot be friends. I cannot associate myself with you. I hate you. It just becomes very divisive very quickly. And personally for me, like, I'll talk politics with people, but I always say the same thing before I talk politics with people is I want you to know 
that whatever you say to me, and if we agree or we don't agree, I still love you. I'm not holding any of this against you. I don't hold your political beliefs against you. I, I still love you. Like, this is a place where I have meant to love. And so I, I've had many beautiful conversations because of that, because I have friends that we don't agree politically on, on things, and and they're in different spaces that I'm in, but I believe that if my heart stays open to them and I show them the same amount of love that Jesus shows me and the same amount of love that Jesus is showing to them, that is the greatest piece of evangelism that I could do in that moment. And so I say all that to say that when the Holy Spirit was like convicting me on, on my tongue and things like that, I, I had already like had this conversation of I'm getting anxiety because a lot of people ask me my political opinion because I am an African-American woman, a highly educated one, and I I know that my voice rings true in this space and I have a very differing view on things just from the life that I've lived. And so, but what I, I told my sister is this, that in this season when people ask me, I'm literally just going to say, I'm choosing peace over my political views. And some people are not going to get that. Some people are going to be like, you're just bowing down to societal pressure to not say anything and all this stuff. And I said, no, actually, I, I believe it's this, right? I believe it's a guarding of my heart. Because what is about to happen, I can see it. What is about to happen is America is about to be more divided and more divisive than ever before at a time where America doesn't need to be more divided. If you're not listening from America, then welcome to the inner, to what's going on here. Um, it, it, at a time when we don't need to be divisive, where people are really struggling, where I wake up and I am actually worried about where we're going, about about the economy and, and how people are living day to day. And I I've realized that in the midst of this, my voice has a weight, but also my prayers have a weight. I believe that it's this, that I could go on social media and I could say all of these different things, or I could go to my prayer closet and I could intercede at a deep level and ask the Father for his spirit. Ask the Father for what do you see that our country needs? What, what would bring restoration and your love to this country in a time of need. I want your heart. I don't want the heart of a political voice. I want your heart. And as somebody that's running wholeheartedly towards the Father, I believe in this season it's not a time for us to begin to just spew. It is a time for us to get into our prayer closets and get the heart of the Father above all. To know his heart for his people. And I don't say this just to be like, it's hard for just America. But I honestly believe like around the world, like we need to get the father's heart. I had this conversation with one of my good friends this weekend and we were talking about how God has a perfect plan and alignment for everything. How there is a perfect balance in every single thing that he does. And so whenever things get a little bit off balance and we were talking about it in the place of when the spirit... Like we went from being very much about the truth and the word in the church, and then we went to worship and like prophetic atmospheres and and his presence, and it got off balanced again. 
And I was like, we have to understand that all of these things are good, but they all have to be balanced in the kingdom. And we just began to break down like how God is a God of order and balance. And so we need to get his heart in the midst of it. And this isn't just going to be about politics. I truly just believe that it's this word that God has laid in my heart of, are you going to get my heart first? Or are you going to run with yours? And I really believe what God is asking for, for people in this hour is this, will you come to me? Because I have things that I want to give you and plans that I want to give you, but I need you to come. And I'm not talking about you read your Bible for 30 minutes and then you pray and worship for like five minutes and then you get up and go, okay, God, what do you got for me? I'm talking about will you actually go into the secret place with no agenda except to yearn and long for his heart. I believe that God's heart, I don't freaking want to cry, but I just really believe that relationship is so beautiful and that relationship with God is the most beautiful thing we can have. And when the relationship is off, you're going to feel weak. And so when it comes to God and it comes to going into our secret places, we also have to talk to him and ask him for his heart. As much as he loves us, as much as he asks us for our heart, and as much as he asks us what do we want and he's so giving and so faithful and so good you gotta ask him what his is because that's relationship i remember there was one point about two three years ago i was working at a church and i remember we were like in this really powerful and like moment where there's a decision that has to be made of are we going to run with what he wants to do in this room or are we going to choose what we want to do in this room? And I remember the decision was made and I remember my heart was so grieved because if, you, if you've been listening or you've heard me talk for a while, you know that my heart longs for him above all and my heart longs for him to be honored above all. My love for God is not just a game. It's not something that I just talk about. It's honestly something that I live day in and day out. And my relationship with him is so beautiful. So when people don't choose him, my heart gets so grieved for him. And I remember this decision was made and I knew it was wrong. And this is where honor plays, but I knew that it was wrong. And I just had to sit there and I was like, okay, I'm just going to pray in the spirit. And I remember I was praying in the spirit and I asked God, I was like, I'm sorry. What do you want? What do you want? Above all, what do you want, Father? And I just remember hearing this still small voice just say, I just want my children to know. I just want to be chosen. And I broke down because I was realizing that as much as we make this about ourselves and as much as we 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 ask for things for the Father and we, we do all these things and we go, oh, it's about me, it's about me. He's great. Why don't you just you ask me about me? 
And it felt like the neglected child. Like it felt, I felt it like in my heart, like God yearns for us to ask for him. God yearns for us to ask for what does he want? He is yearning to give dreams and vision and show you his heart and how beautiful and complete it is. But you have to ask him for it. And I really believe that this selfish view of Christianity that we have grieves his heart so much. It grieves his heart. And as you fall in love with the Father, you watch yourself go from I to you. It all becomes, it all comes back to him. I literally just thought about this in the end. But it, I, it all goes back to the Father. And okay, I'm shedding away me. And I'm picking up more of you. And as I pick up more of you, I realize that the overflow of love I have for people is more beautiful than anything else I could ever want in this world. The dreams are different when you ask for his. And that's a tough place to be in. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, about how your dreams shift. When you fall more in love with God, you go from your own dreams to what are his and you realize that your dreams are more complete in him. I, of course, I freaking cried, but I say, I say all these things because someday I got this crazy word from God and I had this really cool vision about four years ago it really was four years ago i need to like start looking through my like prophetic journals like i write everything down but i kind of think i lost that one this is what happens when you move you just like can't find things but about four years ago i had this vision from god in my secret place i get more prophetic things in my secret place than i do in corporate atmospheres but i remember i saw this cage it was this it was this huge like white space never seen it before and there was this big cage and there were all these lions in this cage and all the lions were each one was like pacing back and forth like every single lion it was massive but they all had space and none of them were hitting each other and all these lions are pacing back and forth and i i like you can like hear them like roaring like they're like lions that are ready to go and they're just pacing and they're looking around and I'm standing there and I'm like looking at this the entire time and that's what scared me. You know when you think something is crawling on you but it, there's nothing there? I think that's what we record. That scared the crap out of me. But so all these lions are pacing back and forth in this vision and I remember I, I remember there's this man. I see a man coming from a distance and he starts walking towards the cage and I knew in my heart that it was Jesus. I, I knew that it was Jesus. And he has this big smile on his face. And he goes to this cage. And he opens it up. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, oh, no, don't open the cage because the lions are like, what are the lions going to, like, they're all going to run out. And I watch as the lions, like, they stop pacing. And Jesus starts walking. And each lion just begins to follow Jesus in this, like in this huge pack. And I'm watching this and, and like, 
I'm, I, as, as the vision goes, I, I ask Holy Spirit instantly, okay, what does that mean? That's always my, my first thing that I'm going to say is, okay, Holy Spirit, what, what does this mean? And he goes, there's a lot of sons and daughters that are ferocious lions that are hidden right now. And they're being caged. And they're just pacing and waiting for their time. And Jesus, and Jesus is ready for the lions to come out of the cage. And I like sat there for a while and I was like, okay, okay. And what's crazy is this week, I had the vision again. It was exactly the same vision, had it again, except it continued on. And the Holy Spirit said, it's time for the lions to roar. There have been too many lions that have sat back and thought, oh, I'm in this cage and I can't get out. But I, and he's going, no. I opened the door, but you're not roaring. I opened the door, and you're not fighting. And and what I, I really believe Holy Spirit was trying to say is this, is that this is not the hour to be silent anymore. That this is not the hour to be hidden anymore. That some of us have chosen to hide ourselves away, thinking that that, that was our life, that that was our call. Just because somebody didn't see the anointing you had in your life doesn't mean it's time to hide anymore. I'm going to be honest. Everybody's not going to get the anointing that you have. Everybody's not going to get it. Some people are going to want to use it and abuse it, and some people are going to say, run free. Roar a little louder. And so I really believe in this hour what the Holy Spirit is asking for is this. Sons and daughters, would you go to the secret places and then would you come out and roar with the ferocious love that I have? Would you show a culture who I really am, not who they believe I am, not the little words that are spoken and just about me, about the truth of who I am? Would you read your word and would you roar with a ferocious love? that I have. I truly believe what God is asking for is, would we be beautiful examples of being sons and daughters that are running after the Father? Would we stop hiding away the talents? Would we stop hiding away the anointing and begin to use them for what he has called? And I get it. It's scary. It is scary to put yourself out into the deep. It is not easy. But do you know what's crazy about risk with the father is if he asks you to do it, it's actually not a risk. He's going, it's going to be perfect because I have asked you to do it, which means I will catch you if you fall. That is the most beautiful thing I've ever learned about the father. When I was sitting there after this vision, like this girl is in front of me and I remember Holy Spirit's like, you should go pray for her. And the entire time, this is the war of the flesh every single time. I don't really want to pray for that girl. I don't even know what you want me to tell that girl. I don't really want to do that. And then literally Holy Spirit says, I literally just told you to roar. And I went, oh, shoot. (laughs) I need to get up and I need to go. And I remember I got up and I went and I prayed for this girl and it was so beautiful and it was so full. And I remember thinking, why am I scared of the deep waters 
when the one who has asked me to do it will never let me fall. He won't let you fall. And if you think failing is falling, you need to readdress what failure is. There isn't a failure in the kingdom. There isn't. Do you want to know why? Because he always turns into beauty. Because in every single part that maybe it didn't go the way you wanted, or maybe it didn't, they didn't come out completely changed. You know what I mean? It still is a beautiful life. It still is beautiful and he's still redeeming it. Therefore, it's good. Alright. I just went on a tear. But that's all I got this week. <laughs> Sorry to just be like abruptly like, that's it. But that's literally all I have. I, I just want to challenge you to this is get in the secret places and stop staying hidden. That there are those of you that really need to start roaring. And it's not just roar to roar. It is get his heart. Get his heart first. Then go. There's, it's just, I'm just tired. Like, I'm being really honest. I'm just tired. There are people that are meant for so much more. And the kingdom is not what it is meant to be because we are staying here. Age doesn't mean a thing. God does not disqualify you because of your age. God does not look at your resume and go, oh, well, I guess you're qualified to heal. No. I guess you're qualified to be prophetic. No. It's actually, it's not how that works at all. He doesn't just go, I guess I'll let you do it now. No. You get his heart. And boom, <laughs> that's it. That is it. I just, I just believe that there are people that are meant to be producing so many beautiful things, and they're not. That there are people that are meant to change the art world. There are people that are meant to change the film world. There are people that are meant to change the music industry. There are people that are meant to change how businesses are run how economics are in the world. There are people that are meant to literally shift glo- global governments and you're just sitting around. There are those of you that are so scared to be uncomfortable and God is going, please get out your comfort zone. Please come ask me. Please come ask me. I have something so beautiful. And, I, and here's what's crazy is, there's always this little inkling for some of us, like we kind of know, and we're like, I kind of feel like that's what I'm called to, but I don't really know. And I remember, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this. I remember one of my friends, her name's Ivy. She first started coming to our church, and she comes up to me and she goes, "I think I'm supposed to be a worship, like I'm supposed to be in worship, like I'm supposed to be a worship." Like, I think that's what I'm supposed to do. And I remember me and one of our best friends looked at her and go, are you for real? <laughs> like, we just sat there. We were like, y- you got to be kidding me. Like, yeah, of course, that's what you're called to. Like, how do you not know? And I watched this girl in the last few years go from the revelation of I need to be a worship leader. I need to worship. Like, that's what I'm called to do. To now she's going to circuit riders and like I got to give her this insane sorry I almost just coughed 
but this insane word and vision from the Lord. And then also I got to give our friend Hannah this insane word and vision from the Lord because they walked in obedience of following through of what God wants them to do. Like both of them are walking in radical obedience to God. And I think that's what it is, is that a lot of us are okay living in this small place because we don't believe that great things are for us. But you have to understand that you staying hidden immobilizes the kingdom. You staying hidden is everything the enemy wants, is everything the enemy wants. I want you to understand that there is so much more that you are called to. There is, There are people that you are called to. There are people who are waiting for you to step into spaces that I'm not anointed to step into and you're going to have conversations and you're literally going to be throwing seeds like the parable and it might be hard ground, but you never know when it'll soften and all of a sudden it takes root because of you. But there are places that you are anointed to go into I could never step into, but God has called you to. So it's time to get uncomfortable. It's time to jump into the deep because there is not an hour where God is going to go, okay, now it's time now. It's time now. No, 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 no. He has called you. He has equipped you. So it is time to jump into the secret place. Let that be the foundation of every single thing you do and then run and roar because he's, he's time. I'm time. The kingdom gets tired when everybody doesn't pick up and do what they're meant to do. And though in the Bible, right, it talks about the body. It talks about how the body has many parts and each part has a specific task. And without one part doing the specific thing, the body doesn't work. Have you ever wondered? I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insight into my brain and how I journey to this. But have you ever wondered why the church seems off balance? Why the church isn't actually as effective as it could be. Why revival isn't like small little pockets. You ever wondered? Because the body is not whole. That's it. The body is not whole. It yep, and one thing, yes, it could come from leadership, but it could also come from are you going to step in? Are people going to step into their anointing or expect their pastor to be the anointed one are you going to jump into the deep waters are you only going to let your leadership do that there are so many pastors that are going please jump in the deep i will push you (laughs) like just get in the deep waters like you are called to so much more you i will champion you like and i know some people are like well my pastor like didn't understand the anointing that's on my life and didn't get this and all this stuff i'm sorry But it still doesn't mean that you're not anointed. It still doesn't mean that you get a bypass. It doesn't. I'm not talking about like abusive situations. I'm not talking about that at all. But I'm talking about those of you guys that are just sitting by. And there's no reason to sit anymore. Obedience is beautiful. I just, I know I said I was done, but I'm not. I'm just, I just want people to jump in the I'm like literally, I think this is how I feel. I feel like the first person in the pool. You know when you go to a pool party and there's like one person that like just jumps in immediately. It's like, yeah, everybody get in. And you got like your timid people are like, is it cold? Is it this? Are you sure? Oh my gosh, I really need this. Or I need to get a life draft. I can't do, I'm not getting my hair wet. Guys, 
God doesn't care about your hair. He's going, jump in the dang pool. Get in the water. Do you want to do what I've called you to do, or do you just want to stay dry? The difference between world changers and average people is that the world changers jump. And here's the craziest thing about the world changers. They jump and they still have fear, but they jump. If you're fearful (laughs) and you still jump, you can still do amazing things. Because I can tell you one thing, as a person that jumps sometimes with fear and goes, I don't know what I'm jumping into right now. Like literally right now in my life, as I'm, I'm trying to get into law school, I'm like, I don't know what I'm jumping into right now, but I'm jumping. I'm jumping because you have called me to. I'll go into the deep because you have called me to. Because you have a plan. You have revelation. You have sons and daughters you have called me to. You have called me to reform systems, so I will jump. And the fear will dissipate the deeper that I get. Because that is how it works with the Father. Are you going to jump? Whenever you read your word, this is the last thing I'm actually going to say. I feel like a pastor in the way of like, I'm closing up. (laughs) I'm wrapping it up, guys. Then I go for like another five minutes. But if you read your word, you'll notice something. That there's always a leap of faith that somebody has to take to do extraordinary things. Is it always perfect? No. But is it always redeemed? Yes. We are living this word. We are living this word. I think a lot of times we look at the word and we think, oh, that was for, that was forever ago. No, because revelation hasn't happened yet, which means you are living this word. You are in the story. So are you going to jump? Go read all the times that people have jumped into the deep end in this word and ask yourself if you're going to. Because when Peter tried to walk on the water, did Jesus let him sink? That's it. That's all I got. I... I wasn't even going to talk about this. I was going to talk about relationships and family and things like that, but I'll talk about that next week, maybe. I hope you guys have a good one. Man. I cried again. But I hope you guys have a good one. Um, Please jump. Please go to the secret place this week. Bye.